Hello and welcome to Wagawheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. everybody and welcome back to the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast. I'm your host Ellis. Today is episode 15. I'm going to talk about quite a lot today I think. As you can see from the title today is uh, all things the Daniels, the directing duo behind everything everywhere all at once. Um, but I'm not going to focus on everything everywhere all at once. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about Swiss Army Man and uh, their some of their short films. Um, I've just been kind of doing a bit of a Daniel, I'm having a bit of a Daniels week, um, so that's what I'm going to be talking about this week. I was originally going to talk about John Wick, because obviously John Wick 4 has come out recently, apparently it's really good, I've seen some pretty good reviews about it. Well, when I say that I mean I checked Letterbox for five minutes and the average rating is good, um, but I watched the first one uh, last week or this week and I didn't really have much to say about it, so I was like, oh, I don't really want to watch three more films for that you know so i had the idea pretty late on this week about doing about the daniels so the last few days i've been doing a lot i've been uh, watching a lot of daniel's stuff and reading a lot uh, well listen to some podcasts with them and watch some like interviews and things like that um but anyway before we get into that kind of well i guess it's kind of similar to that i've been listening to a lot of podcasts this week so i found the podcast for that's done by the Directors Guild of America. Um, I'm sure some of you listening <clears throat> know the podcast, but so, for example, the one I'm listening to at the minute is for The Fablemans. So it's like Steven, Biel- Steven Spielberg. So the so the, in the DGA Theatre in Los Angeles, I guess, they um, showed The Fablemans and then afterwards Steven Spielberg and another director. Well, it's this, in this case, it's Paul Thomas Anderson just like chat about the film and then it's like a q a with the with the audience um and obviously th- this, this there's been like 400 episodes of this podcast so there's lots of different directors lots of different films it's really interesting actually it's kind of sparked a little bit of inspiration for me to kind of get back writing and get back writing with a purpose not like writing with the objective of making it you know not with just as an exercise if that makes sense just listening to it, and that's kind of coupled with listening to and watching a lot of Daniel's work. Like they're really inspirational uh, people because they make the thing, they do the thing, and they don't really, or it doesn't doesn't seem to me that they really compromise on their what they want to do. And they've put a lot of hard work into learning their craft and doing a good job. And now they're at a point where they're winning. Best picture, best director, best, and all all the bests at the Oscars. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty like, insp- and not. It's been a weird week because, kind of prof- like at work and a lot of the time, I've been feeling pretty down this week. Um, but then whenever I've been kind of doing research for the podcast or just listening to a lot of like interviews with directors and also interviews with the cast of Swiss Army Man and the Daniels about their short films and about Swiss Army Man and that kind of thing it's got me really inspired so it's been quite a conflicting week where on the one hand I've been pretty feeling pretty unmotivated like I'm recording this podcast way too late in the week because I've just been not feeling it 
but yeah that that coupled with actually watching a lot of and listening to a lot of inspiring stories and helpful stories about the craft of directing and writing so yeah it's been an interesting week where i've been kind of those two things are clashing a little bit but yeah um it's, if if people haven't listened to that podcast it's really interesting like i was listening and it's not just obviously they've done how many episodes they've done 406 episodes so and it's all different kinds of films so like it's not just kind of the auteurs and like the really famous people like steven spielberg and paul thomas anderson it's also especially any film that comes out so the most recent episode was creed 3 with michael b jordan and tim miller but there's things like uh well films i haven't even heard of so no, not films I haven't even heard of, but things like A Man Called Otto and, I don't know, what else is there here? Black Panther, there's there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of good films like uh, Tar, The Banshees of Inisherin, you know, Fable Women's I've had said. But then there's also things like Smile, Amsterdam, Don't Worry Darling, like all these, like it's basically most films that come out that have maybe some sort of, either popular popularity or value to them, I guess, as the Director's Guild of America. But there's loads of different really cool things. Like, I've been list- I listened to the director of The Kajillionaire. That was really interesting. Um, Greta Gerwig's on it quite a lot. Well, not quite a lot, but I've listened to quite a lot that involve Greta Gerwig. So whether that be with Little Women, but also she's kind of, she interviewed the person who directed Kajillionaire. I can't remember her name. Um, there's quite a few ones with like Denis Villeneuve, um, yeah, there's just like June and I think there's one for Blade Runner as well, so it's been going a while this one. So the first one came out in 2015, which was Bridge of Spies with Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese. Oh my god, I need to, I haven't seen that film, but that seems like an interesting conversation. So there's like, there's ones with Quentin Tarantino, there's ones with Christopher Nolan, there's lots of with Edgar Wright. Um, so episode five was the Force Awakens. You know, there's there's lots of really interesting films, and you can probably find your favorite film on here. You know, there's Carol. I'm just looking at the first ones: Carol, The Big Short. You know, lots of really interesting uh, films and discussions. And I think even if you're not someone who's interested in directing, I think it's really interesting to hear about the craft and because it's directors interviewing directors there's a lot of like common ground and you can definitely hear i think you get a better interview from a director when they're being interviewed by a director because there's like a respect and a usually they're friends um so for example jonah hill did one about mid 90s and he did it the person who was interviewing him was the director of moneyball and obviously they're really good friends because he was in moneyball and they've stayed friends since that um, so I think there's a lot of like respect and friendliness between the interviewee and the interviewer because they have a shared profession. And that also means you get really interesting and uh, similar stories from the two people who are chatting because it's like, oh, how do you make a good atmosphere on set? Oh, that's interesting that you do that. I do it this way. Or, oh, I do that too. Um, it's actually quite a lot about like set work and how to keep, how like to have a good atmosphere on set and keeping people happy and keeping people motivated like Greta Gerwig has I think this is what it was everyone had a name badge on set that's just like a little thing um the 
the Daniels for everything everywhere all at once. Um, every morning, someone would lead an activity or like something like an exercise to do. So each member of the crew would lead some yoga or some sort of like jumping jacks or I don't know, just something that the whole crew could do together as like a bonding experience. Some directors have like every morning someone has to like say a fact about themselves or something like that. So yeah, I think it's kind of an uh, uh, a aspect of directing and filmmaking you don't really think about. Um, and I think directing is... Because I went to uni to direct. That's what I went there to do, to write and direct. And I directed a short film for like my... We didn't do dissertation, so like my version of a dissertation, my final year project was directing, right, and directing a f short film. Um, and it was a really interesting experience because I think, well, certainly I did. Going into it, you kind of just think directing is, you know, doing a shot list, maybe storyboarding, uh, writing, obviously, if you're a writer-director. Um, but it's 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 a lot about being the leader and being and I kind of quickly realized that during the process but I didn't it's not something I really put a lot of thought into it's but it's about being the leader of a group of people who are all expecting a lot from you kind of being the person who sets the tone on a set um making sure everyone's feeling comfortable while also um getting your creative vision across like making sure the gaffer feels comfortable or you know whoever um the runner feels comfortable i know obviously some of this job is to do with like the first ad and all that kind of thing but it's not just about getting your creative vision across and oh could we do this shot could we do this shot it's all about how you run a set how you make everyone feel how you make the actors feel how you make the extras feel all that kind of thing and so it's been really interesting to listen to interviews by all these directors directors who are both first-time directors or new directors, more, com um, what's the word, um, contemporary, contemporary directors. And also like Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese and Paul Thomas Anderson and all these people who have, who are really well respected and these legends of the game. So yeah, it's really interesting to hear these different ideas and different opinions on how to be a director and it also sounds like there's no right answer. Like some people say, like I was listening to the marriage story one with Noah Baumbach and Ben Stiller, I think it was. And he was saying that he likes to write with actors in mind. So he was writing with Adam Driver in mind, I think, and Laura Dern in mind. I can't remember who it was, but someone was talking about how they don't like to do that. They don't like to write with people in mind. They just like to write and la and just write as the character. And then the people you cast and stuff comes later. So let's get into the main part of the episode. Um, so yeah, today we're going to talk about the Daniels and their wonderful work that they do. Um, obviously, I think I mentioned it at some when I was talking, talking about the Oscars that I didn't love everything everywhere all at once as much as a lot of people. Um, I still really liked it. I still had a really good time. still liked a lot of aspects of it. I just... I didn't like give it five out of five and loved it and loved every aspect of it, but I am glad that it kind of sweeps the Oscars. I know I made a joke about, I think in the last episode, about Jamie Lee Curtis winning the Oscar. 
Um, but I think I'm glad that that was the film that swept because I, a lot a lot of what happens at the Oscars is kind of they'll pick one film. And when there's a category that they're not sure who to give it to, they'll just give it to the film that they fancy that year. So that means that it gets a lot of Oscars, even though some of them might be not as deserving. But because it's the film of the year, it means it elevates all the other categories. So yeah, I didn't love everything ever all at once, but I really liked it. And I think it was deserving of Best Picture, Best Directing, Best Editing, all that sort of stuff. But I wanted to revisit or see for the first time a lot of the Daniels old stuff. So I had seen Swiss Army Man before. Um, I watched it quite a few years ago, actually. I don't know why I watched it. I think I just saw the trailer. I maybe saw like Daniel Radcliffe on Graham Norton talking about it or something and decided to watch it. Um, but anyways, but first, I think I'm going to talk about some of their short films. So while I was kind of watching a lot of press tour stuff about um, the, with the Daniels and with actors in Everywhere All At Once and actors in uh, Swiss Army Man, there's a lot of talk about their short films and how and then and they've, they've been doing music videos for a long time and how that's that kind of like made their living and got their name and uh kind of clout i guess if that's the right words like how they got that in the industry and how they got to be making feature films so i watched a lot of their films for the first time their short films they have a if you don't know they have a, a website called danieldaniel.us um, where they have like links to all their short films or their commercials and all their music videos. Um, some of the links don't work anymore, so a lot of them take you to Vimeo, um, but a lot of the links don't work, or like it says this video no longer exists. So I wasn't able to watch a lot of them, but the ones I did watch were uh, An Interesting Ball from 2014, Pockets from 2012, My Best Friend Sweating from 2011, Puppets from 2011 and Happy Holidays from 2010, I think. Oh, I watched Swingers from 2009 as well. Um, and then obviously Swiss Army Man. And then I watched some of the music videos. And I didn't, to be honest, I didn't realise that they did the Turn Down For What music video. Like, that was iconic back in the day, the Turn Down For What music video. Like, the fact that that was like a huge moment. I remember that coming out in just 2000 and when, when did it come out? Uh, let me just check, 2000, so nine years ago that came out, I remember that being, so that, that's 2014, I think if I've got my maths right, I remember that, I remember being at school and that being a huge thing and then like YouTube re Rewind doing a remake of it and all that sort of stuff, I remember that was, I remember that video coming out and it being like viral and all that sort of stuff, so it's crazy that the, the directors of that are now winning Best Picture for an incredible film. Um, it's they've they've come a long way, but you can still see their kind of style between all of them. Like this kind of like silly style, or I remember they, they were talking about. I think they were when they were talking about. I watched an interview with them. I think it was like it was on the Academy YouTube channel about Swiss Army Man, and they were saying that like I, I can't remember exactly what they were saying, but they were basically saying that it's about finding the good bad ideas. Well, like Daniel Kwan came to the other Daniel like I've got this idea of uh, someone riding on a jet ski that is a dead body and gas is coming out of his arse and that's what propels him like a jet ski and it's like that is such a good idea but it's also like a bad it's like it's it's a good bad idea if you know if, if that makes sense that's, that's what they were trying to explain 
and that's kind of what a lot of these things are like a lot of these are really inventive really like silly ideas and i kind of respect the silliness of it and the like not the immaturity but the it's kind of like emotional maturity with a immature kind of wrapping so things like let's see puppets for example which is a really silly film a short film into from 2011 where like this this couple this couple are or i think they've been on a few dates or something and they're wanting to kiss but they're not really sh- this bit awkward and he didn't the, the guy kind of didn't really like take control and didn't kiss her and then kind of the puppet there's and then suddenly a puppet appears that's from inside this guy and it's the daniels and then there's a puppet from inside them and at the end there's this really beautiful moment with the couple kissing but then the puppets has their hand in his ass and has another hand in his ass a lot of their things are to do with them being inside each other like the daniels being inside each other but you know who am i to guess second guess that and there's also another like really silly ones like swingers from 2009 where it's just it seems just like they get stuck on a swing like the stu- the swing doesn't swing it gets stuck like at like 90 degrees uh uh, or 45 degrees what else is there's my best friend sweating or my best friend's wedding it has it's like a slash title where someone it's just about a guy who's really nervous and just turns to sweat and turns to just complete water and dies because he's so nervous for his wedding um pockets i think is a pretty famous one where each pocket is like a portal so a guy tries to mug someone but then he uses he he can like the the guy who's getting moved can put his hand in his pocket and can come out of any pocket that he wants and starts like they start like beating each other up and it's really interesting fight sequence and really cool idea for a fight and a choreography for a fight i think sometimes in that short film it gets pretty ineligible when like who's punching who and what's going on but you can definitely see a lot of their like kung fu roots and like because they watched a lot of kung fu films when they were younger you can definitely see that and then you can see that coming into everything everywhere all at once um and there's a good twist at the end where they're eating like a hot pocket and his hand comes out of the hot pocket and you know kills him and then from 2014 an interesting ball i watched this i think a few weeks ago when i watched or a month ago when i watched everything everywhere all at once um i watched an interesting ball because i just googled daniel short films and this was the one that came up and this is a really weird one it's I didn't really get it the first time I watched it. Um, it's about a bouncing ball, and wherever it bounces, something interesting happens. I think that's the point. Um, at one point, the ball has sex with somebody, and the husband of the person it has sex with kills the ball. Um, a load of guys who are kind of supporting each other, someone through a breakup, like being really manly about it, but also hugging it out. Then suddenly morph together and make like this like transformer style thing where they've all like transformed together and then they crush a woman to death um the daniels again being inside each other so so somehow one of the daniels gets stuck in the the arse of the other daniel and it's like quicksand so the more they move the more he gets sucked in until the very end where he goes all the way in um other interesting thing has happened there's the one where the woman's husband has passed away um and the fridge comes alive and she's talking to a child on the phone and he's like and she in the child's like you've got to let him go and it's like letting the fridge go or something um there's a lot of like 
obviously watch the short film because a lot this sounds like it doesn't make any sense and to be honest it it's very all it's a very like all over the pace kind of but somehow beautiful film and i think that's kind of you can see that in their feature films as well um and then there's possiblia which is an interactive short film i didn't really get that i tried to do it but i was a bit confused on how to do it um so i didn't really uh partake in that too much but that's from 2016 same year as susami mine came out actually um but yeah so there's all these really interesting short films that they've done and music videos and commercials where and in each of them you can see them learning their craft and putting some ideas that they have into use so like in uh turn down for what the guy's penis is like moving weirdly in his pants you can see it like when he's dancing it's moving along and for that, they just stuck a broom through someone's pants and, like, moved it. Uh, but then in Swiss Army Man, they have, like, an animatronic penis in Daniel Radcliffe's pants. And it's kind of moving along and, like, pointing them in the right direction. So you can see, like, where they're getting their ideas from, how they're developing on their ideas. Um, but let's let's talk about Swiss Army Man, because I love this film. Like, I saw this, like, a few years ago, and I really liked it. I didn't love it, but I really liked it. But then I watched it this week, and I just really loved it. I really, really loved it. Um, it's, it's, it made me feel really happy. Like it made me feel really good. It made me feel really positive. And I, it's definitely the kind of film that you have to kind of buy into. Not buy into, but you have to, you have to kind of accept of what kind of film this is. Um, and if you don't kind of accept it you're probably not going to enjoy it so but i think the first scene does a lot of good with that like the first scene is him riding on the back of the jet ski uh while it's farting and that's what's propelling them forwards and if you if you're not on board with that and if you're not kind of interested in that or that kind of freaks you out and puts you off then you're not going to watch the rest of the film and i think it's really good that they put that at the beginning because then people who aren't on board can just leave or people who aren't on board can turn it off and they were talking i was watching an interview with paul dano and daniel radcliffe and they were saying that at some festivals it didn't it really reviewed really poorly because people saw that first scene and were like what the hell is this let's leave but the people who stayed really ended up liking it um so it's a film that you've definitely got to give a chance to and kind of stick with and not try not to roll your eyes at it i think a lot of people would find this film pretty immature um and i was saying to my girlfriend who hasn't seen it um that trying to explain the film to them to her and what i was saying was i was using the line i paul dana was telling a story that the the quans the daniels told him that the first fart will make you laugh and the last fart will make you make you cry and that's kind of the thesis of the whole film, really, that there's these really silly farting jokes and penis jokes and all this kind of stuff uh, and cotton-eyed cotton Joe jokes and Jurassic Park theme tune jokes and all that kind of thing. But it's got this beautiful heart to it and this beautiful story to it and relationship and friendship in the centre of it. And if you're willing to accept and enjoy the more maybe immature things, then you're, at the root of it, you'll find a really beautiful story and friendship. And that's the kind of film that I really like and I really like to watch is something that is 
maybe silly or a comedy on the outside, but then at the core of it's a very poignant and interesting film. And I think I've spoken about this before, but like one of my favorite genres is happy sad, which is kind of a term that I use a lot, um, where it's like a, a drama that is also funny or like a really sad film that's also really funny. So films like Little Miss Sunshine, um, Peanut Butter Falcon, what else? Private Life. I'm trying to think of others. I can't really think of many others at the minute. And it's really specific. So like Pixar are kind of that, but they're kind of their own thing. And I want to do an episode specifically on happy, sad films. Um, Fundamentals of Caring, that's that's quite a good example. Um, but anyway, um, so I want, to, I want to do an episode on happy, sad films. But this, is, this isn't exactly it, Swiss Army Man. It kind of is. It kind of is. I definitely would put it in the category, but it's just it's just def- it takes a lot of boxes for me for what I want from a film. I want a film obviously this is not exclusive like these are not the only kinds of films I like. I still enjoy uh a really sad and de- like depressing and hard to watch film and a film about other things, but films that I like a lot are films like I said that have this poignancy to them but are also wrapped up in like a comedy or a bit of silliness and things like that like those are the kinds of films that if I was to make a film I kind of want to I want it to have that kind of edge to it but going more into Swiss Army Man um because that's what I'm talking about (laughs) um going more into Swiss Army Man I really the ending the first time I watched the film sorry let me start that again the first time I watched the film um, I didn't really get the ending, and I still don't really get it now. I don't know. The only way that this film kind of falls flat is the ending. For me, um, because I'm not really sure what the message is. Well, I know, I kind of know what the overall message of the film is, but I don't really know what the ending is trying to say. Um, with like him being in the ocean with uh, Manny and just kind of yeah i'm just a bit confused what the ending is and i was i was listening to an interview with the daniels and they were saying that they bumped into someone who said that me and my boyfriend had an argument about the film he thinks it's a really pessimistic ending and i think it's a really optimistic ending and i think that's kind of what i'm trying to get like i'm not sure if it's a pessimistic or an optimistic ending and Obviously, the Daniels didn't give an answer. They know what they think, but they didn't give, like, a really specific answer. Because the film seems very optimistic and about loving life and rediscovering what is beautiful about life. Like, riding the bus can be beautiful. Um, the, Co- the Cotton Eye Joe song can be beautiful. It's not, but it can be. You know, read like, a fart can be beautiful. A fart is what makes us human. A fart is what we all do, but we're too um, scared to talk about it or too scared to admit when we've done it. But yet we all do it and we all do it all the time. Like that's kind of the the, the point of the film is farting is kind of representing the point of the film, <laughs> which is perfectly Daniels. But I'm just not sure about the ending. I really like, obviously, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, they're just stumbling across the girl he's in love with's house randomly that's the first house that they come to obviously that's a bit crazy but i like the ending that you know she's just she's just nice to him at the beginning 
but then discovers that he's a bit of a stalker and kind of has he, he's never actually met this girl it's actually quite sinister to be honest like i forgot about that in this film that he he's never even met her. he's never he just he just he's just seen her on the bus every day taking a picture of her without her knowing it's his screensaver and he loves her like obviously it's about him not seizing the day and grabbing life and all these kinds of things and going up and talking to her but the ending then turns and then the ending about him being on the news i really like that about the spectacle so it's a lot of what like nope was talking about how something really tragic happens to somebody and the first thing we want to do is put him on the news put him on something and make him famous or make a news story out of him give him his five minutes of fame and that's not really what it should be about it should be about looking after this person or seeing what's wrong with this person and that's to do with the spectacle and being obsessed with the spectacle and all that kind of thing. So I like that aspect. I just don't really get the proper, the later ending where they go down to the beach and everyone follows them and everyone's kind of disgusted but also laughing. And it's just, it's a bit of a mix. I don't quite understand the ending. Um, but that, they've acknowledged that. So in this interview I was listening to with the Daniels, they were like, a lot of people ask us to explain the ending. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that they recognise or they knew that it was a bit ambiguous and a bit unintentional. And talking of that, actually, with this film, you, I think there's definitely a way in which you can read that he dies at the beginning and this is all uh, a dream. For, for, obviously, he's dead, so he can't be dreaming, but, like, this is all... Or he kind of hallucinates the whole thing, you know? And the, or, the, or, or the things that he's doing is what's happening, but the body, Daniel Radcliffe, Manny, isn't actually communicating with him. And I don't think that's the case. I think the film is actually saying that this body is alive. And the Daniels in an interview were saying that that's how they treated it on set. They were treating it as, as, as if this body was alive and talking and interacting. And that's how they, that's how the actors approached it. And that's how the crew approached it and the people designing it approached it and how they approached it. But I think it's, I feel better about them finding the girl at the end if I kind of treat it as this isn't really happening. That's how I kind of see it. But then at the end end, Manny shoots off like a jet ski into the ocean and everyone sees it. So then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't his head. Maybe, or maybe this is all made up. Maybe he died on that beach at the beginning. Maybe he hung himself and died on that beach at the beginning. And I don't know if they did this on purpose, like him nearly hanging himself at the beginning to kind of give, to kind of ask the question of, is this all really happening? Maybe that was on purpose, maybe not. But I think that definitely happens for me, where because that happens at the beginning, I'm now questioning, is this all real or not? And I think that's a really interesting way to start a film. I think now I'll talk a bit about the performances in this film. I mean, these are two of my favourite actors, I think. Paul Dano, I've never seen a bad performance from. And I really like every interview I listen to him. Just the more I hear him speak and the more I watch his films, he becomes one of my favourite actors. Um, And I haven't seen all of his films. Like, I haven't seen There Will Be Blood. I haven't seen Ruby Sparks. You know, these... I was going through his discography yesterday. There's a lot of films I haven't seen, and I want to watch more of them. With Daniel Radcliffe, I... And it's kind of similar to Robert Pattinson. I like that he had this huge franchise when he was very young. And now he's using... Obviously, he's 
doing interesting projects because that's what grabs him like the scripts that he reads he wants to do things that are interesting and things that are new and things that excite him but i like that he a lot sometimes he uses his name to give to boost smaller films like swiss army man obviously paul dano's in it as well so people know it but i feel like if if someone else was the body in swiss army man maybe this wouldn't be as popular because people are still obsessed with harry potter are still obsessed with daniel radcliffe and think oh harry potter's in this film let's let's go watch this film and that probably happens with a lot of daniel radcliffe films things like horns and guns akimbo and i don't know the woman in black these kind of things that he's done since doing harry potter are really interesting and give kind of a a spotlight on smaller films and i think that's really good and i think it's really interesting and i kind of respect him for it for doing these kind of smaller films and it's same with like robert patterson he's been doing like good time and the lighthouse and these kind of more indie films obviously now he's returned and done the batman but even still that feels like a a good choice and i just like directors who make oh sorry i like actors who seem to make good choices I'm kind of drawn to them, I'm kind of more fascinated by them and enjoy watching actors who make interesting choices and make choices that people maybe don't expect of them or they just kind of feel good. Like, I don't know, Daniel Radcliffe could be, I don't know, he couldn't be James Bond, but you know what I mean? He could be like that actor and just kind of doing a Marvel film or, I don't know. I feel like he could, if he he had chose to, he could have had a very different career. Um, but instead he decided to do a lot of smaller films and I really respect that and it's something I just enjoy about certain actors and he's a good actor as well it's not like he had this wonderful child career with Harry Potter but then ended up not being a very good actor and still doing the smaller films like he's a really good actor and he's doing these smaller films and I really love that and same with Paul Dano like Obviously, he did a lot of films when he was younger with, like, Little Miss Sunshine and all this kind of thing. Um, but he just he just chooses interesting things, and he's an excellent actor. He's one of the best actors around at the minute, and he's done some really amazing stuff. And not only is his performance always good, but the films he chooses are always seem to be at least interesting. Little Miss Sunshine is one of my favourite films of all time. I haven't seen There Will Be Bloods, but people love that will be buzz and i definitely want to see it soon like i haven't seen a single pta paul thomas anderson film i need to um but yeah i i just I, the two central actors are really interesting in this and really good in this like daniel radcliffe as a dead body is a great performance that seems weird to say like oh you just have to be there limp but it's a great performance and paul dano has this like wonder about him but also you know quiet sadness because he starts the film trying to kill himself or about to hang himself so there's that sadness in the background and that sadness of the relationship with his father and the relationship with this girl that he's never met and this friendship blossoms and you know are they in love are they falling in love is it just a friendship is it lovers in a friendship lovers in a relationship all these kinds of things they just have a beautiful relationship in the film and the bus sequence is amazing where he's riding on the bus and you know Paul Dano's dressed up as the girl and 
it's just an amazing moment and I really like it where Manny's learning to be human and learning, trying to remember what it was like being human. But at the end of the day, like it's kind of hinted at at the end, maybe Manny just killed himself, like jumped off a bridge, had a sad life, but then he, in death, he was able to have a beautiful experience. So yeah, and the music in this is really good. Like I've been listening to Montage, the song called Montage, which is when they're kind of building fires and all this kind of stuff and dancing. Like I've been listening to that song for years since I watched the the film the first time. That's a great song. It's a very happy song, and it just repeats popcorn over and over again. It goes pop popcorn, pop popcorn. It just says that over and over again for like half the song. But it's just a really fun song, and when it comes on, you feel good. And it's the same with this film as well. Like I, I think I'm gonna revisit this film a lot. I think it's kind of entered into the happy place films for me. Films that I can just put on and be happy watching them. Um, I think it's definitely entered that. Like I felt good after finishing it, and I think there's a lot of uh, weight that should be added onto that. Like watching a film that might not be ten out of ten you know, narrative-wise or whatever. Like, people might not rate it. Like, it might not be a masterpiece. But if you finish watching it and you and you finish it and it's made you feel good about life and made you feel positive and inspired you, then there's some um, value in that. And that's why I really like this film. Um, and obviously it's, I think, a lot of films that are, that a director's first feature film, like obviously the Daniels are very successful with um, commercials and music videos, and kind of their short films are very successful. But there's something I really like directors firsts. Like I love seeing directors first. Like what was the first thing that this person did? That and a lot of it's like coming of age or things like that. Um, but I'm just obsessed with artists first. I've, I think I've spoken about it before. Um, with like musical artists as well like a lot of my favourite musical artists my favourite of their albums is usually their first one just because I'm obsessed with the first thing and I think that's because I haven't done my first thing yet like I don't know what I'm going to do in life but if if I am going to be a director if I am going to be a writer if I am going to do these things you know what what will my first feature film be you know, what do I want that to say about me and my life perspective? Because you only get one first. You only get one first film. The first film is important. And I think it shows a lot about people. Like Greta Gerwig's first feature film was Ladybird. You know, it's... And obviously a lot of them are coming of age because that's what you know. But I think that's why I really like firsts. Because I haven't done my first yet. Like I've written directed a short film at uni that costs a couple thousand to make. And... You know, it was a proper production. We we you know we went on location. We shot the thing and we did it. But it's, I think it's different because I still feel that I still feel like that wasn't you know, that was for uni. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. But the point is, I haven't done my first yet, and I want to be someone who has a first film or a you know I'm not I'm not making music like I'm, I can't play an instrument I can't sing so that's not that's not what I'm saying. But it just makes you think about. If, like if you have aspirations or have had aspirations to be a writer or a director or anything like that or you want to make something you know what's your, what's your first thing that you're going to put out there because you only get one chance at a first thing you know it, it got it kind of got me thinking about like what my first podcast episode was like my first podcast episode was 
the Wes Anderson tier list. And I hate that I hate that that's my first podcast episode. Because first of all, I make some horrible decisions in there. Um, yeah, there's like the format's really bad. Like the labels, the, the tiers that I give labels to are really bad. You know, I make some horrible decisions, but I'm just finding my footing um, and finding out what I want to do. And since then, we've come on a long way and I feel more comfortable talking into a microphone. Even you know, even though I'm only fifteen episodes in, it still feels like that. Um, but anyway, I just it gets you feeling quite inspired when you watch *Swiss Army Man* because this is a directing duo's first film, and they made no. It seems like they made no compromises. They went out into the woods, and they made their thing, and they got Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe in it. Like, I don't know. It's just a really good first film and a first film that I would be proud of like them saying oh yeah my first my first director debut was uh, Swiss Army Man I'd be like that's sick that's so cool and then after that I I made everything ever all at once and that won best picture at the Oscars like that's so good that's that's so good um but I think that's all I'm gonna say about the Daniels in the minute they've just really inspired me this week like watch, rewatching Swiss Army Man, then winning the Oscars a couple of weeks ago, um, and then seeing a lot of their short films and their music videos, and hearing people speak about like actors that have been in their films speak about them, and hearing how they talk and hearing how they conduct themselves and how they write, and how they have an attitude towards life and the silliness that their films have. It just it inspired me a lot this week, and it made me want to start writing again and start. But also taking writing, so writing things that could be made, not just writing for the sake of it, or writing that oh, this could be made, like writing something that I'm like yeah I, I could make this, you know. Anyway, that's that's all I'm gonna that's all I'm gonna talk about today. So, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, I'm not sure if this, I should I should really say spoilers before I start every film, um, or every podcast episode, just because. I just stop talking about films and I don't really let people know about spoilers, but oh well. If you've clicked on the if you've clicked on the episode you should have seen what I'm talking about. Or at least don't really care that I'm spoiling stuff for you. Um anyway, yeah. Thank you so much for listening everyone. Um I'll see you next week. Uh I think I'm I think I'm gonna do a um well I guess this might come out I might have missed a week actually, because it's Sunday tomorrow. So I might there might be two episodes next week, so I think next week I'm going to do another breaking a breaking a story episode. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening for this episode. I've now said that for the third time, <laughs> and yeah, you'll hear me next week. Bye.